What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dudes Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson with my best friend in the entire world, Funko Pro, Greg Walden. What's hey. up, Greg Walden? Oh, good, good, good. All right, so we're coming to you. It's been a couple weeks. As usual, we're not pro, pro, pro podcasters in that it's our full-time duty. So, you know, sometimes we're traveling. I've been a traveling man lately. Yeah. I Last week, I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Shout out to anyone listening from South Dakota land up there. Dude, there's so much snow up there. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was so happy to come back to Southwest Missouri. No snow here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, God bless all of you that live in the areas of North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, uh, Upper Michigan, Wisconsin. You know, those places, yeah, I don't want to live there anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was like, I, my boss, one time I was, when I was working at the VA in, in Leavenworth, my boss was like, hey, we, we, have you ever moved? I was like, well, I, I either go west or south. That's right. Yeah. East or yep. north is not yep. my vocabulary. West or south, totally. <laughs> I don't, if I ever move, I want to go just no further north than here or preferably west of the Rockies. Yep. Know, that's where I want to go. And then I was in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Shout out to Fort Smith, Arkansas or anybody in Arkansas. Once again, shout out to you, Arkansas, the most underrated state in all of America. How I, beautiful is Arkansas? I think if you move, you are, you'll move to Arkansas if you eventually do it. I Yeah, I love, <laughs> I do love Arkansas. The one drawback, if you're mountain bikers like us, is the lack of elevation and you're still in that humid climate. I guess that's two drawbacks. But, you know, west of the Rockies, you get that dry weather, which I really yeah. like, that low humidity. But then they don't have the elevation. So, you know, it's it's not the Rockies. It's not the Wasatch Mountains. You know, I've been to some of their – and they, they, you do get some higher elevation. But still, you know, when you're in Colorado, you can get up Oh yeah, you 8, 9, 10, high. whatever. I think the highest, I, the highest I ever been was about almost 12,000 foot when they went to Crested Butte. You ride the 401, you go up, uh, you park, I think we've parked about 9,500 foot elevation. Yeah. And there's wow. about a five mile, basically five mile hike or bike, a hike, bike, whatever you have, where you get up there, but it's about five miles and you're up about 12, almost 12,000 foot. Yeah. And you just you sit can up get there. up there, dude. Yeah. I got up there. And, and we was, lived, I mean, when we lived in Utah, yeah. we were at 4,500 square feet roughly yeah. or yeah, of air. We're here, you know. I went one day, I was at a hiking trail called Devil's Den State Park in Arkansas. I get up to their upper hiking trail and I was like, whoa, look, look, I'm looking over everything. It's so beautiful. I was like 1,400 square feet or oh, yeah. 1,400 feet up, excuse me, square yeah. feet. You know, like the tallest mountain in Missouri is Tom Sock Mountain and it's like 1,700 foot. Wow. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, there Bert you Taylor go. But we, I do love you, Arkansas, very, very much. Every time I drive through, I feel peace, joy. Holy Spirit, it's a good state. It's a beautiful Jesus state. Vibes. <laughs> it's a beautiful state, though. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'm more of a Eureka Springs, like Lake, Lake, Lake Leatherwood. I mean, no, yeah. Bentonville's good. Now there's some good bright in Bentonville, but I, I kind of like the Lake Leatherwood's and system and the Passion plays are pretty fun too. Right. But I'll definitely like. This. I mean, I'll definitely ride the solder pan and stuff. Free like that. promo for Arkansas. If you have never taken a vacation or spent time, or you're looking for a good road trip. Highly recommend pretty much everywhere in Arkansas. I mean, we're closer to Northwest yeah. Arkansas, but yeah, great stuff. But I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna save my rant here till okay. spiritual truth. But a very very bad news, everyone. Very bad news. We pr probably should all known this a long time ago. But did you see this article? Funko Pro Greg Walden Buffalo Wild Wings admits boneless wings are not wings after lawsuit. Oh it's man, true. <laughs> I oh. love I love the creative lawsuit. Nothing like a good creative lawsuit. Uh, I personally have not 
sued any companies for false advertising. But uh, this article says, coming from foxnews.com, it says Buffalo Wild Wings responded to a lawsuit claiming its boneless wings are not actually made from wings, with the restaurant confessing to the allegations. Chicago man filed a lawsuit against the chicken wing chain last week for false advertising, saying the boneless wings are overpriced since they are basically chicken nuggets. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, Amen Hallam alleges in the lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings and franchiser, uh, franchiser Inspire Brands, Inc., which is a franchisee, franchiser, that the boneless wings are just slices of chicken breast meat deep fried like wings and that customers would either pay less for boneless wings or not purchase them at all if they knew what the product was made of. This clear-cut case of false advertising should not be permitted as consumers should be able to rely on plain meaning of product's name and receive what they are promised, the lawsuit stated, according to Fox television stations. Now Buffalo Wild Wings is sarcastically confirming, this is great though, we get to end of this article, the allegations in the lawsuit while also revealing well-known facts that other foods they sell do not contain what is included in the product's name. It's true, the restaurant chain tweeted on Monday, our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. Our buffalo wings. <laughs> our, our buffalo wings are zero percent buffalo. I mean, honestly, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, go to the store almost anywhere that has quote bo- uh, boneless wings. They're all chicken breast. They're all <laughs> chicken breast nuggets. Yeah, I mean, just, but I think that's a creative lawsuit. What's interesting is I, I guess I need to follow up on that to see if he he will win any money or will they settle or will they be like here here's a lifetime. Here's some more <laughs> a yes. lifetime pass for, <laughs> for boneless wings. wings. Yeah. Just shut up. Since okay. you like him so much here, we'll just give you a lifetime supply of it. <laughs> uh, will, will he win though? I mean, it, it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it is about, I think we all know that boneless wings are not right. But of course, in the day, in the day in the society we live in now, anything's possible, you know? Oh, uh, okay. Well, I mean, shout out to him for the creativity of the lawsuit. Um, whether he wins or not. But I do love Buffalo Wild Wings' response. So. He should just say, yeah, <laughs> these wings are false and also spilled hot coffee in my lap. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one. Man, nostalgia is all the rage, it seems like, the last, I don't know. I mean, it always has been, but nostalgia yeah. specifically the last few years. And I think what they're saying is dudes like me that are in their around 40 age group, we're now in the era of our lives where we finally have occupations, professions, we're getting a little bit more money, and yeah. so now we're going reverting back to our childlike days yeah. and buying yeah. all the stuff we couldn't afford. Or yeah. <laughs> so anyway, one of those is um, the Power Rangers. Okay, this is pretty interesting. Coming from comicbook.com, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always is inching closer and closer to check this out, the 30th anniversary wild, of Power dude. Rangers. Wow, that's wild, dude. Uh, reunion, this is going to be on Netflix. Now fans have gotten the first look. At a major makeover for a returning villain from the classic series Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, once and always, is a massive project helping to celebrate 30 long years of the Power Rangers franchise that will bring uh, be bringing a number of the members of the Power Rangers cast from the first three seasons of the series. And God bless those guys. They're working the Comic-Con signing tables, and <laughs> they're living off that yeah. kind of thing. But 30 years of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the 30-year anniversary show is going to come out. Uh, when is it? I lost that. April 19th. So I think I will resubscribe once again <laughs> to Netflix yeah. so I can watch the 30th yeah. uh, anniversary. Kind of interesting because I was like getting to be an older kid, <laughs> Sorry. early early teen, preteen. I was preteen kind of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But I did get into it, and very interesting. Were you ever a Power Rangers guy? Or no, didn't? no, that's, that's be- kind of 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, ten, I'm about 10 years older than you, so That's I'm, I'm kind of more yeah. in the He-Man and the G.I. Right, Joe and right, stuff like right. that. So it was interesting. I didn't get super into it, but I love, I love how 30 <laughs> years the show format is exactly the same. Exactly same format for every single show. Yeah. And I love it. And they've, they've done all these spinoffs. So I just shout out to the Power Rangers, 30th year anniversary, April 19th, Netflix. See, watch the special. The nostalgia thing's neat, you know, but in a way, like, like when I go back, like if I go back and watch, like even the GI Joe or the '80s cartoons, I'm like, they're so cheesy. Yeah, I mean, I almost can't stand watching it because it's so cheesy. Right. Some are bad. Although, yeah. here's the one that I do think legitimately holds up. I watch. If you go to YouTube channel, if you're a YouTube person like I am, go to Hasbro. Subscribe to Hasbro. Yeah. And they have nonstop live episodes of G.I. Joe, yep. 84, 85, 86, 87, right? Is when the years were. Yeah, somewhere. Yep, but yep. They, th- that holds up. I seriously, yeah. when, when I was, my boys love that. You know, G.I. Joe. Yep. Even the he, yeah, even He-Man. Now, you can, go to, you can go to Mattel. I think it's Mattel Action. Or you can watch uh, classic episodes of He-Man. Like the, uh, the classic series. You can also watch the 2002 series of He-Man. Okay. Like they've been showing up there on season two. Like, uh, they come out every Tuesday. But the G.I. Joe, all the, like, fighter jets and weapons were so cool. Yeah, they were. I mean, me and my brother played with that a lot lot of times when we were kids. So I think that one holds actually holds up. Like, I can sit there and watch, and my boys will, too, watch the G.I. Joe and not be like, oh, my goodness, this is so horrible. But some definitely horrible. That was definitely the era where they were really making the connection point between toys and and the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoons are just basically pimping yeah. the toys. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean you, 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 here's a cartoon. Now, kid, go go big him off with a toy. <laughs> All right. And they had so many, you know, yeah. like those G.I. Joes. Like, I had the tank. I remember I had the tank and so many of those. Yeah, Same we, thing with Star Wars. Yeah. You know, they just came out with so many toys. I had, the, uh, I had the large X-Wing with the little R2-D2. You press a little button in the back and it would go, bzz, 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 you know, like the little thing would light up for laser. And the wings would come out and open. And then my... Uh, and I had a little diecast money Falcon, but I was always jealous of my cousin because he had the full size Enterprise. The full, yeah, he had the full size Enterprise. Yeah, I, I, remember, I wanted that thing. I remember I had friends, you know, that they had the just, you know, the the big boy stuff, yeah. and how jealous I was. So I don't know. Maybe when we get to heaven, God will be like, okay, for all eternity, what age do you want to be? And we'll be like, I want to be like a ten year old boy and play with toys for all eternity. <laughs> Something like I that. just want to be working ride a bike. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have to be sick. I don't want to be necessarily 52. I'd say about 25 and mountain bike. Yeah, I'm good. Another topic of discussion. Yep. What age will we forever exist in, in eternity? Okay. Uh, ben, I want, I brought this one up because big Ben, not with us today, but he talks about this a lot. And some, you know, I think we've noticed that big Ben, he's not always accurate in his, you know, news reporting, Uh-oh. you know, he says sometimes, <laughs> but this isn't really, really bad, but he's always saying YouTubers make this much. I, so I did find an article, how much money YouTubers with 1 million subscribers make. And I wanted Ben to hear this and know this so he can be accurate in his, um, his, uh, reporting, giving of information, reporting. thank yeah. you. Okay. Surpassing the 1 million. This is coming out of businessinsider.com. Surpassing the 1 million subscriber mark on YouTube is a huge milestone. In practical terms, it often means a creator can earn a full-time living from the platform. YouTube creators earn money a number of ways, but money from the ads that play in their videos usually constitute a big chunk of their income. Finance YouTuber Nate O'Brien made over 400000 in a year when he had about 1 million subscribers. 
The YouTuber shared that he was earning between $14,600 and $54,600 per month. Another YouTuber, lifestyle creator Tiffany Ma, was earning up to $11,500 a month from ads on her videos, she previously told Insider. To start earning money directly from YouTube, creators must have at least 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours in the past year. Once they reach that threshold, they can apply for YouTube's partner program, which allows them to start monetizing their channels through ads, subscriptions, and channel memberships. For every 1,000 ad views, advertisers pay a certain rate to YouTube. YouTube takes 45% of the revenue. So think how much YouTube is getting from Mr. Oh, Beast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're good. <laughs> Mr. Beast is getting a lot, but you know, YouTube's getting more. The man always <laughs> gets more than the employee. Yeah. Let's say that. And the creator gets the rest. Two key metrics for earning money on YouTube are the CPM rate or how much money advertisers pay YouTuber per thousand ad views. And RPM rate, which is how much revenue a creator earns per every 1,000 video views after the YouTube's cut. Some subjects like personal finance and business can boost a creator's ad rate by attracting lucrative advertisers. But while Ma's lifestyle content, content sorry, makes less money, she's perfected a strategy to maximizing payout. To really optimize your audience, I think YouTubers should definitely put three to four ads within a video. Ugh. That's a lot, three oh, or four ads in a video. You know, it's bad as you got you got to watch the two or three minutes worth of ads before the video even starts. <laughs> so, anyway, that's a little breakdown there. And there's some other ones. Eight, here are eight exclusive earnings breakdowns in which YouTubers with one million followers make. So that's kind of interesting. I'm not there on my YouTube channels that I've had in the past, but yeah, I'm, I'm way far from there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. There you go. Uh, I did close up one. Oh, I just lost an article there. But um, I did the other one I was going to cover today was if you're in the shoe game, I'm an Adidas guy. I saw that there. I pulled up an article that was talking about because you're going to hit on sports, too. Aren't you there in a second? No, I, was, I guess I found some. You got something else. OK, yeah. but one sports note, not in terms <clears throat> of actual sports scores or teams. Michael Jordan's last dance sneakers just netted four million dollars at an auction. Wow. So I'm not a big Jordan guy. I'm an Adidas guy. But man, the. Sneaker game is a big thing as well. I watch, I did there's a YouTube yeah. channel I don't subscribe to, but it's called Complex. And the guy like basically takes all these <laughs> kind of entertainers, <laughs> athletes, you know, and they talk about the sneaker game and the shoes that they want to buy, all these kind of things. So there we go. Pray for Greg Walden. He's dying right now. Oh, science fiction. Okay. Man. Bouncing over to you, Funko Pro Greg Walden. Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, just one tidbit about the shoes, I remember it's like when I was in high school, the Air Jordans were like the big thing. I mean, everybody wanted Air Jordans. I mean, if you had Air Jordans, you were like the thing. Right. Yep. Uh, now everybody could afford them though. Either farmer family or Air Force family. I know. No one had big money, but yeah. Do you? There is a brand of shoes called Voight. Do you ever remember that? I've heard the that, name. Yeah. That was like that was like the super <laughs> sub cheap. But yeah, man, it's funny how shoes have been. Um, you know, a, a thing for a long time as kids, teenagers, kind of what kind of shoes you're rocking and everything like that has always been a big deal. Yeah. I, I rocked the Kmart. Yep. <laughs> That's always Kmart. Uh, goodbye. Kmart. Yeah. Was never popular for my shoes. So there you go. <clears throat> All right. So here's one I, I look saw today. Um, I don't, I don't know how many y'all dog lovers. Uh, I like dogs. Uh, do you like dogs? I love dogs. dogs. What's your favorite? What would be your favorite? I hate breed? cats, which, you know, that's an issue your wife has. Yeah, she's with the loving of the cats. But yeah, hey, cats love dogs. Okay, so what 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 what's your favorite dog breed? My favorite dog. Yeah. I love. So I really do love. I I don't like the wiener dog anymore. I grew up with wiener dogs, so uh -huh. I like. Okay, I don't want another wiener dog for the rest of my life. 
we had some la- a couple labs. Labs are just too big and like crazy. Yeah. But I love, which I never probably ever will get. I do love the short, fat, stocky like English bulldog. I think that's short, okay. stocky, mushy faced dogs. Yeah. Love those. Those are so my my favorite are the German Shepherds, and I, I do love the Golden Retrievers. Okay, we had a Golden Retriever, and uh, he he passed away back in 2015. But he was a good. Golden Retriever is a good family dog, real good with every pets, and they're really friendly. And I mean, this dog, is, I mean, Sam, he always watched TV with you. He was just, you know, he's a well behaved dog. I, I love that dog to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> and so if I were getting one, I probably would get another Golden just for, you know, just for. Now friendly. that I'm an adult that owns a house, things like that, I love dogs that are potty trained. Yeah. Uh, I love dogs that are well behaved. Don't get a wiener dog. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we had a we had a we had we had we had a, we had a miniature dachshund, which I still call a wiener dog. <laughs> right. And that dog, I, I couldn't stand that thing. It, yeah. My wife got him because when her brother died, she got the dog, and it's like the dog was like, he go, he let him out to go potty. He come in in two seconds. He pee he'd on go, the yeah. pee on the car. I was like, oh, your dog. Yeah. But but Sam was a great dog. He never never once never once messed in the house. Never once at all. I mean, yeah. that dog would literally go out of his way. Of course, problem with Sam though. Is like he, of course, he's a big dog, about 80, 90 pounds. He would get you, he would go right next to your bed about, man, about one in the morning, and he would snort. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's your, that's your first cue. Hey, he's got to go. If you didn't wake up then, he'd start banging his tail like, <clears throat> it's like, yeah. get up and get it. So he, then you get up and let him out. <laughs> and then he'd go around and just play in the yard, like, come on, dog, I want to go back to bed, man. So there yeah. he goes. But I'm good. sure you guys <laughs> can relate listening to us. Had your own so, dog. Stories. Anyway, so this <laughs> story is, <clears throat> it used to be labs were the best, uh, America's top dog used to be the lab. Now it's the French Bulldog. Ah, okay. Yeah, the French I, Bulldog. Yeah, French Bulldogs are cute. I like those. <clears throat> yep. Kind of have that, that wide mouth mouth on them. But uh, yeah, I do like the Bulldogs. But I, mean, I, I know they have, you know, the, I know a lot of the Bulldogs, they do have a medical problem. Yeah, and then plus you have so to breathing the, the folds. You got to keep them clean yeah. and all, yeah, all that. Slobbery, disgusting. <sighs> I don't know. I'm kind of done. Like, I'm kind of done with dogs in my life in general. Like, my wife just got another new dog. And I'm like, man, I was kind of ready to. It's kind of the story of my life, though. Like, with my girls, I'm like, cool. Like, when I'm 42, they're going to be gone. I have my whole life ahead of me. Then add twin boys. I'm like, well, that throws that out. <laughs> now my one yep. dog's like 15. Okay, she's going to die pretty soon. I'll be home free. No more dogs. My wife brings in another dog. So I think it's just probably never going to end for me. It's <laughs> like with me and the cats. My wife went the cats all the time. Like, <laughs> she keeps begging me. She's like, we got three cats. One, uh, huh? Go ahead, sir. Yeah, we do have three cats. And she's like, I want another cat. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Good poll question. Are you a cat or a dog person? Well, I mean, I do like both. I mean, they both, you know, I do like both, but I think dogs are friendlier. Yes. Cats absolutely. are, cats are just, cats are just, they only like you when they want something from you. Yes. Then you give them the treat and they like, goodbye, mister. So cats are women, men, uh, dogs are men. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I, would, I, I don't know. I think a, a dog is. Oh, more, yeah. I just offended a bunch of people. No. <laughs> but no, it's like Sam, he's a key. You know, Sam, you know, he, he would. He'd come watch TV with you, and he was smart. He knew how man's to play his best friend, and he knew how to play hide. He, he, and he could play hide and seek. I literally played hide and seek with him one time. Wow. I, put a, I put a GoPro on his on, on his collar, and I go hit in a bath in the in the bedroom closet, and that dog would actually go around the house looking for me. Wow! I mean, it was cool. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get into some spiritual talk. So there you go. You you uh, even though we're not talking directly to us, shout back at 
at us as you're listening to this podcast. Are you a dog, cat person? What's your favorite kind of dog? All that kind of good stuff. All right. Um, I, I don't like to... Okay, so there's YouTube channels built, and there's actually ministries built off of just bearing like pastors and teachers and ministry, right? Their whole YouTube channels just to slam and like put down yeah. people. And those drive me crazy. I'm not afraid or, you know, I don't mind calling out people if I think it's really appropriate. And then, but I still want to do it with redemption and grace and, you know, that kind of thing. But my rant was going to be today, and I'm really discouraged, brokenhearted over this Hillsong stuff I'm going to touch on for a second. So Hillsong Church, basically they had a pastor named Brian Houston. He just got ousted like last year because of multiple kind of inappropriate relationships, some money kind of things or whatever. I don't know him, you know, like I'm not in this situation. So, you know, I have to be, whether that's true or not, some of the things reported came out of their own board and their own church. So they have, there has to be at least a little bit of element of truth to that. Again, I still stand for reconciliation, forgiveness, grace, redemption. But uh, now there's this huge thing that came out that um, uh, someone, there's a whistleblower that released like, a thousand documents, financial documents from the Hillsong Church. And basically it was like they're showing that the staff took like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar vacation to Cancun <laughs> on the church's money, uh private jets like out the wazoo. They're buying uh and this is all documentation, right? That they and it was like then they're buying Versace luggage on wow. the church's bill. You know, they're buying watches on the church's money. They're you know, the custom skateboard, like on the church's money and all of this kind of stuff. And they're responding to that. And basically their response is like, well, hey, that was the last pastor. We fired him. Uh, and but still was like, well, you know, our financial committee is really, you know, we're going to turn this thing around. And we're I was like, so I was just kind of I was just really discouraged about that, you know, because I do like Hillsong. I mean, I like their music, you know, and I've I've we sing Hillsong worship songs in our local church, not like all the time, but here and there. And I, I don't think I'll even after a story like this, be like, I'll never sing a Hillsong worship song again, blah, 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 those kind of things. But, you know, it's just that it, it's so scary, you know, when you have pastors and leaders that are are doing this kind of thing. You know, it's, it's one thing, and I don't do this all the time. Like, you know, I have, in a sense, maybe a right, or I might go out to, I might go out to dinner with someone or lunch with someone in our church, you know, that's connected with our church or a visitor or a family. And there's times where I like, you know, I'll use the church's quote unquote money for that, right? I'll pay for that meal on behalf of the church. I think, you know, some of those things are appropriate. If you have a guest speaker, right? If we have a guest speaker, right. we're gonna re- we're gonna get a hotel room for right. them yeah. and pay for that with the church's money, et cetera. Things like that, right? But I mean, I'm not going out and buying well, I did buy a watch, but that was for Dr. R.B. Maynard. It wasn't for yeah. me. That was as a, a gift to a church member, right? <laughs> so speaking of watches. But it's like, you know, there's there's gotta be a line there some at some point, right? I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, I joke around, I'm like, I'm not going to go buy a Tesla with the church's money, <laughs> you know, as much as I want a Tesla. So it was just, you know, I, I, I listened to a couple of videos and those kind of things. And it's just like, man, guys, come on, church. You know, what are we doing here? You know, and so we're seeing all these preachers with, you know, big houses and yeah, things like that. and stuff like that. Planes. Yeah. I've seen videos of one uh, big televangelist who had a plane and so the reporter was talking was basically confronting the the televangelist about this plane and he's like don't you ever blah 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 I mean, yeah and it's like and, and and so i mean you know it's i mean it's 
you know, like, you know, as far as this calling, you know, when somebody calls out a pastor or calls out another person or another believer, basically, I mean, it has to be done out of love. I mean, you can't, yeah. you know, you know we, there's examples in the Bible where Paul, you know, Paul actually called out Peter. Right. Remember that story? Yep. Where yep. Paul actually called out Peter, but he, do it, he didn't do it to diminish Peter or to make himself look better than Peter. Or he was doing it out of love to kind of help, Pete, kind of yeah. get Pete, help Peter understand. This. Hey, Peter, you, you, you got to get, you know. So yeah, you got to do it out of love. And, you know, you're not doing it to put somebody else. You know, he's not doing it to put, put somebody else down. Yeah. I mean, so so if you, like if somebody's like a false teacher. I mean, there's false teachers. The Bible says there's false teachers. In the last times, there's going to be a lot of false teachers. They should be called out. Yeah. From, no, but not out of not out of uh, you know you know making you know making yourself look good. Like oh, I'm calling yeah. you. Yeah. You're doing it out of love because obviously one, you're you're concerned about the false teaching. You want him to repent and come to Jesus, yep. and and start and also the people he may be deceiving, right? Uh, you know, yeah. So again, he, you know, he may he could be deceiving thousands of people into hell, yep. and it's like you've got to stand up and say, hey, dude, this is this is not right. Yeah. And but but you still got to do it out of love, and you got to make sure you got check you got to check your motivations before yes. you even open your mouth. Right. So and here's where so here's where I kind of. Uh, am going because my overall thinking is not, you know, hopefully scenarios like this, like, cause I don't, I don't know Brian Houston. I don't know any leadership people from Hillsong church, so I'm not going to have any influence, right? They could care less about this podcast of, you know, if they hear my, my take on that, that, that doesn't matter. But I always like, when I see those things, it's kind of like, look at the, look at the plank in your own eye type right. scenario. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you look at that and then I want to analyze myself specifically right. because I'm a lead pastor to be like, Whoa, am I doing dirty things financially with the church's money, with God's money? Right. Maybe I'm not at that level, or you know, our local church doesn't have access to those kind of funds. But it's not about. It's kind of like Dave Ramsey. Shout out Dave Ramsey. You know, it's not about how much money you have, but what you do with it. Sometimes, right. and so, so maybe I'm not spending one hundred fifty thousand dollars going to Cancun, but am I being a good steward of God's finances and resources? Because right. it's God's money, that, right. you know. That's yeah. God's money. Like this church here is like. That's why I say all the time. This is God's money. This is God's house. God's church, and even even my own money. I think as believers, we should take. There should be at least an element, but probably the whole thing should be viewed as like my money is God's money, right? And I want to be a good steward of that too. Not just the church giving, but an individual believer. But and, and we all face the same temptations. I Means like you know, like yeah, you know, the guy might have went and bought the hundred fifty thousand dollar yacht. But think about it. how many how many of us are actually tempted. We get tempted with the same issues, like, you know, like especially like you or anybody with deals with church's money. I'm sure the enemy comes hard, might throw a, throw a little word in your, in your ear, and, and you have to resist that temptation because like, I'm yeah. sure that temptation is there. Yeah, because like you know you could do this or you could do that, and, and you have to. It's like you have to. No, I can't. No, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm yeah, you have to make a daily decision. Like I'm going to do what God wants me to do yeah. with the money that he uh, he entrusted. Again, this is God's money. Unless God directs me to do something with it, it's not going. You know, I'm only going to do what God directs me to do with it. Yeah. So here's the first I want to bring up, and I, I kind of two thoughts. It's it's the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter six, which a lot of us I'm sure have heard before. Mm -hmm. It says, "Pray then in this way: Our Father who is in heaven." And this, so again, this is Jesus, like red letter. Yep. Okay, Jesus to the disciples saying, "This is how you should pray." Yes. This is how you should pray. So whether or not we could get into the debate of like, do you have to recite the Lord's Prayer every day in your prayer time? You know, but it's like you should at least pray 
with this type of format or right. he's giving us right, a template some, yeah, yeah template to pray yeah. our father who is in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debtors as we have forgiven our debtors letting go of both the wrong and the resentment this is out of the amplified and then the last section of the prayer and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from evil for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen so I guess what I'm trying to connect the dots here is a daily uh, part of our prayer life should be keep me from evil. Yeah. Keep, deliver me from evil. Yeah. Meaning if Jesus taught us to pray that, then he knew that we were going to, again, like now as post-resurrection believers, like we don't just say a salvation prayer and everything's good from that moment on. And we never deal, right? It, just because we said the sinner's prayer, or we got saved, converted. It doesn't mean that now we're just completely delivered from the temptations of sin. And you still have your, you're still basis. living in your sinful flesh, you know? Right. So it's like, so that's what I'm saying for some of these guys. It's like, you know, evil is at all of our door. Temptation, sin, is evil's trying to get at us all the time in different ways. And that's, we're all built different. So something could be, uh, I was talking to, uh, someone the other day and, and talking about, uh, you know, that, that, and he's not even a believer, but he's like, you know, sexual, like trying to get women and sexual temptation is not like a really strong thing for him. You, you know? So it's like, so for some people it could be like, that could be a very big yeah. temptation struggle yeah. money, you know, mm -hmm. could be. So for some of us, like, man, there's probably pastors that praise God. They've never, you know, been tempted to get shady or that's just not, a, you know, with church's money, their own money. And that's not a real struggle, but for some people, I'm sure it is, uh, i.e. this particular story, you know, kind of thing. So I think we all have some issues that, I mean, everybody's had issues we fought with, you know, you know, throughout our, you know, Christian years. I mean, you know, when you come a Christian, you know, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you don't all of a sudden come out with a halo and, and wings and, and shining, you know, all that stuff. You, it's, a, it's a sanctification process that goes on through the rest of your life. And yeah. God, God deals with, God deals with, with issues in your life. That's not pleasing to him. And you know you get over that, then he reveals something else to you. Then you get over you you kind of you grow in holiness, you grow in maturity. I mean, it's a it's a lifelong process of sanctification. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, you know, again, the goal isn't to bury something or someone like Brian Houston Hillsong Church. I'm sure he's going to have enough of his own hate mail and people coming after him. I would, you know, I would honestly, I think I'm mature enough. I'd sit down with these people and just be like, man, walk me through this, man. Are you sure you're feeling good about this and Think about Jesus, and I, I did watch a YouTube video today of a guy. You know how much should he was like was going through how much a pastor should make, of which I am, you know, full time pastor and receive an income and those kind of things. And you know, I think the goal is like provision. You know, it, right. that a worker is worthy of his wages, right. etc. But yeah. it's more like, you know, do you have does the pastor have provision? And you know, for me, I have a house. You know, I can pay my bills. I have a car. Uh, but I'm not a rich individual. So to me, that seems like, Hey, I'm, I'm good. Right. You know, the church has adequately paid me so that I can eat food, mm -hmm. pay my bills, have a home to live in, etc. Right. That's yeah. pretty good. Right. You know, so I think that's, he was kind of like, we should be there. And then it's when we start getting into excess in these areas, it becomes very dangerous. Right. And I think in, in a way, cause like I remember when Jesus and disciples, he basically said, take nothing with you. Take take nothing. Oh with yeah, you. I love that. And so I think that the issue is that we, you know, even even you know, pastors, evangelists, whoever's out doing God's work full time, I think in the way they should 
keep that reliance on God for their for their for their provision. Yeah, because if they get out of that reliance and then they they can actually go off that track and say I can yeah. I can do it myself I can do it myself and that's a dangerous place for somebody who's doing a ministry like I can do it myself no you can't you got to rely on God every day yeah so the power of God that gets you through through, through your ministry I mean again be people coming to salvation you know healings all it's still the power of God work right. work has to, if power if the power of God's not in there you're not gonna you're not gonna lead nobody to Jesus you're not gonna see any healings you're not gonna see nothing yeah it has to be the power of God has to be in that in that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I, and I do caution people too, like the church that you go to, that you're part of, you should, number one, you should be, if you're a believer, follow Christ, you should be in church, man, yep. find a good church, a home church to dive in community, worship, etc. Number two, you should be tithing. You should be giving, you know, you should uh, giving to the Lord, giving to the church. So uh, like, you know, article stories like this, well, I'm not going to give to the church anymore, you know, but Hey, you should think about, and you know, I'm not, Hey, if you're part of that local church, like, and you have concerns, then the goal isn't to run, make a YouTube video and bury the person, but go to that pastor leadership say right. like, Hey, what, what do we do here with money and finances? And I think we have rights to do that. You know, I always tell people in our church, Hey, if you have questions, you got to come, you know, come talk to me, talk to our financial person, et cetera. You know, I'm not the main financial person, but no, those are good things to do. But I hope that, uh, the biggest thing is I'm trying to point I'm trying to get to is really that there's temptation for evil in our lives uh, that the Lord has taught us to pray on a daily basis. Deliver yeah. me from evil today. Yeah, and, today. Got, and start your day with that because I mean, as soon as you wake up, the temptation is going to be right there waiting to waiting to waiting to take waiting to lift the blankets off you when you get out of bed. So you got to be you got to start your day with Jesus and end your day with Jesus. Yep. Amen. Well, there we go, guys. That's today's show. No big Ben. A shout out to Maddox. Our last show we had yeah. Maddox with us. That was awesome. If you're listening, Maddox, good job. We'll get you back on the pod again. So let's uh, let's head on out here. Word. Hit that button. Uh, maybe we'll go eat some wings. Boneless wings? No, wait. They're not wings. Oh my goodness. Who knows what we're gonna do now? <laughs> Alrighty. What kind of lawsuit could we file against some food chain today after we eat for lunch? <laughs> There's no pepper in the pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. No, there is pepperoni. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you next time. <laughs>